I'm Aria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. The Indiana Fever. What's their roster situation, and what are the situations that they're facing? Let's dive in. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community, patreon.com backslash Winsider. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. Don't forget to see our amazing steps written content over at winsider.com and our sweet graphics over at Instagram at the Winsider. Remember, downloading the episodes makes our stats look better and allows us to continue doing this important work. If you want to sponsor the episode? want to sponsor something regarding Winsider, email us info at winsider.com. Rachel, another fun one for you. Somehow I feel like you got to pick the list of teams that we're doing first. Uh, The Indiana Fever, another hometown team for you in a very interesting situation. Uh, Very different than our first episode that we did of this, the Chicago Sky, because, well, this team is the exact polar opposite of the Chicago Sky in the sense of they are not coming off a championship. They're coming off like their fourth lottery season in a row. Maybe it's even more. I've lost count at this point. Um, but let's do the same thing. I'll run down who's currently on the roster. Um, and then we'll talk about cap space. You know, all of this is, like I said in the last episode, general things. So, yeah, we might be 10K, 20K off. This is also based on, thank you, hat tip, shout out to Her Hoop Stats um, for doing the the good work that everyone in the W world needs to know the salary cap and length of people's contracts. So shout out to her hoop stats. Who's got that down. Um, all right, let's do this. Let's let, let's dive in. Kelsey Mitchell, Jantel Lavender, Daniel Robinson, Tiffany Mitchell, Tierra McCowan, Kaiser Gondrzic, Aaliyah Wilson, Chelsea Perry has training camp contract and Florencia Changas, who I probably butchered that name. And I apologize. Blame her hoop stats who have this amazing aspect of it so that nice. you click on it. And the player says, says their own name it's lovely except when they have a player like florencia who doesn't have her name and now well, i look an like n in a there, fool. there's not an n. it's chagas 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 oh but yeah, yeah shout well, out to her hoop right. stats. i can't i'm not a great reader i'm a talker shout not out a to reader her hoop stats. Um, that, that features awesome yeah it really is all right enough shouting them out i think five <laughs> is the limit per episode we no, we have like a contract with them. We're not allowed to shout that, say their name more than five <laughs> times in an episode. Um, <laughs> okay, so here's the issue. All right, we look at their cap space. They got four thirty, four hundred thirty one k left in their cap space. So yeah, you know th- they have a little bit of room. You can also draw. You know they have four pet, uh, protected veteran contracts. The max is six, so they do have some wiggle room. But here's the crux of the issue. And why, if you're on WNBA social media, um, you've noticed that one of the goats of WNBA, one of the greatest players of all time in Tamika Catchings has been, I don't want to say the butt of jokes, but been getting a lot of hate, a lot of heat um, for her in her new role with the Indiana Fever as the GM. And the reason she's getting heat is, is let me run this down. If I were to list for you, Kelsey Mitchell, Jantel Lavender, Danielle Robinson, Tiffany Mitchell, Tierra McCowan, um, and let me pick one other, Kaiser Gondrzic, you wouldn't want 
you know, over a hundred, over three hundred k of that to be going secured to Jantel Lavender and D Rob, and that's not a knock against them. Get your bag, do your thing. Everyone knows that I have my own issues with D Rob's playing style. I'm a big fan of Jantel Lavender in her playing style and in, in her ability to impact a good team. But the problem here is because of this situation, right? Normally, you can free up some cap space if you don't have that much by dropping some of these unprotected contracts. But the people who have unprotected contracts are your recent draft picks. Players that you've invested a lot into draft pick wise and, you know, player development wise in Tierra McCowan, who might be one of the best bigs in the league in the next few years. You invested a lot in a high draft pick for Kaiser Gondrzic and Aaliyah Wilson. So like at the end of the day, you can't really drop those two players. So yeah, you, you know, Chelsea Perry, it's training camp contract, so it doesn't go towards the cap. Good move there. Uh, Chagas, I, I, I'm just saying Haggis in my mind, but with a CH. Um, and, you know, she's a player you can drop also and bring in a free up a little bit more cap space. But even with that, it doesn't even bring you up to 500K in the cap space. So the issue they're going to have is just, okay, you know, Alaman, I know that you were telling me before the episode, I didn't even know this. There was some news that came out about her, whether or not she is going to be playing this coming season, unclear. You know, do they want to bring back a Victoria Vivians, uh, uh, Bernadette Hattar, who are both reserve players? They also got Temi Fegbentley. Fegbentley. Um, and I always want to say Fegbentley. Um, like the car. And, like, it's just one of those situations where, okay, based on who they have, if if – you know, you're not going to like Hatar is a great player for the cap space. She's going to take sure. up. I absolutely right? think they should bring um, Hatar for sure. Oh, Dev, and, and from like the small amount that we saw her, I know she missed out on some of the season, had to go back, forget there was like a sickness in the family or she was in, she, I think she was a little bit injured. And then there's sickness and then rehab, whatever it was. The point is, is do like, they're kind of similar to the wings in the sense of like, You've invested in these young players. So the question is, are you going to cut them loose? And we've seen what happens with low dwelling teams like the wings and the fever. When they, when they get in these situations and this is where the questions start to arise about the front office people, when they've gotten to these situations and said, okay, you know, we have these young players that we've invested in, but there's another, you know, grass is always greener, another player coming across the horizon. And you start to think to yourself, okay, which of our two players we've invested in, which one of them are we going to drop so we can bring someone new in? Well, when you've done that, we've seen those players succeed elsewhere, right? So when you have those issues, and I'm blanking on the name, she went to Atlanta, then she went to New York, um, and she was just a standout player, but she was on Indiana uh, for a little bit. Um, What is her (laughs) name? Why am I blanking on her name? Rachel's just leaving me out hanging here looking like a fool. Okay, Nigel Laney. Thank you. Um, So, like, this is a situation where here's the other aspect that I know you want to get talking to. If you're a free agent, do you want to go to this team? What what will your, your minutes look like? They don't – they can't offer you a crazy paycheck and they can't offer you success. And as I always say, there's two things that drive player movement, money and rings. And with the current situation of Indiana, you're not really getting the yeah. best of either of those. What are your thoughts I mean, about Indiana? My God, they're they're pretty set at the guard position. Um, it's 
it's it's it's not a great situation <clears throat> not telling anyone who pays attention anything they don't know um you know i for for the amount of question marks on this roster and how can you get this team to be competitive you know and and I, and obviously yes you have to invest in those top draft picks and you know you've got to hope that this year is a successful draft for you as well but my god i mean it's it's I, I don't know how Indiana's going to turn this around. <laughs> I, I don't know how you're going to attract a top tier free agent whilst, while being able to open up enough cap space and securing the other positions that you need to be able to do. I mean, that, I'm just looking at it you know, from blanket outsider's perspective. That seems really difficult to do. And, but, but, you know, that's, that's the beauty of Tamika Catchings being in that role and selling a vision and selling an opportunity. I mean, God, we, we've seen... Maybe I'm holding on to the glory days a little too much, but man, the fever used to be, you know, like, like the franchise or, or one of the top franchises. And so it's disheartening to see kind of where it's, where it's at. This is a huge free agency period. And this free agency period is handcuffed by last free agency period. You know, it's like, you're out here trying to make moves, but mm-hmm. you, you've got one hand tied behind your back and, and that's extremely difficult, you know, and there's a domino effect there. I, 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 I like Bernadette Hattar. I think that, you know, from they've got to get deeper. They've got to have a little bit more depth in the post position. Um, you know, obviously McCowan has shown a lot of promise at times, but Hattar, you know, that's, that's a player that, like you said, you didn't, you didn't see a lot from her last year. She played in what, seven games, um, just 15 minutes a game during that time, but for, but an efficient, an efficient score. Um, I think there's some promise there and you can get her for cheap. You know, and that, that's what this, this, this franchise has got to be looking at right now is like, how can we put some pieces together that are up and coming and hungry enough to fit around these pieces that we already have secured here or protected? Um, it's, it's tough for me. I, I think it's going to be extremely difficult to attract a top tier free agent. And, and who would that be? I mean, I mean, could, could let's just do hypotheticals. Like, is there a way? What, what position, what position, like, are we, we you talked about the guard position showing depth and like kind of basically set whether or not we feel that's star power or not. But so like if I'm if if you put on your Tamika Catchings GM cap, um, which by the way, don't even get me started about Tamika Catchings just carried that <laughs> franchise um for so many years. But what where are you looking? All right. I'm looking, I, I will list you names, right? But where are you looking um that kind of Position wise, big wings, you guards, need to get, like get, go where get one of those like unicorn point fours, you know, or point fives. Like, like I know that you, you've got to have a four that is it, it, a high level impact franchise player. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine hypothetically, imagine yeah. I know it's not going to happen, but imagine a Brianna Stewart on the Indiana Fever. And how much that just elevates the play of everyone else and takes all the pressure off of Kelsey Mitchell and all the pressure off of, you know, playing on the interior with, with McCowan or, you know, like they just don't have that type of hybrid modern day stretch for positionless unicorn long player that this everyone in the league, not everyone, but the top teams in this league have. And I think it's, you know, again, if you want to say a position, it's, it's at the four. It's not necessarily center because I think you take care of that with McCowan. And then especially if you bring back Qatar, you've got some, some rim protection and just massive presence in there. I, I like that, but 
you know, a, a guard forward that is just something unlike the Fever have really had in recent years, quite honestly. Well, magical world, perfect world. I'm going to list a few players that I'd like to see that I think fitting that position, maybe, and again, right? Everybody wants that position. Everyone wants that magical <laughs> unicorn. Everyone wants that. And I feel like the Dallas Wings are going to hit us with like a, a fine for using that term, not referring to Satu. Um, but I feel like, you know, and again, not that these are necessarily realistic, but that's an Emma Mieseman type player, right? Emma Mieseman's probably the one realistic, and by realistic, I mean, I look and I don't think uh, Stewie is going to go to Indiana. I don't think Emma's going to go to Indiana. Don't get me wrong. But, you you know, if you get a couple drinks in me and you tell me, well, Emma was really close with Marion in D.C. and so and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she wants to be a little bit more of a star and, and not just like a clog in the wheel. Fine. Um, another player that sticks out to me is Maisha Hines Allen. Right. Do they kind of cut ties? Does Indiana cut ties to a few other players so they can just try and cash out Maisha and say, hey, we're going to give you this big money and a secured spot? That's a possibility, and I would I would like that. And also, I'll say this, Maisha Hines-Allen, very different style player, I get Love that, her. but reminds me of the banger days of Indiana Fever and the Elena Larkins, right? Like, just fighter, oh, awesome. hard-nose, powerful player, almost for a football reference, like a linebacker who can also play defensive line, like just that type of player who you're not going to move. And I, and honestly, like f- pairing Maisha with Tierra would be ridiculous. And I would feel bad for any bigs going up against them. Cause you know, you're going to need a long ice bath after that game. But honestly, just like looking at who else is available, there's really nobody, yeah. excuse me. There's really nobody else. Yeah. That I can think of, right? Like maybe you try and throw a bunch of money at Diamond. She she's you don't want her at 4, right? You're not playing her in that position. There's not really somebody else who kind of fits that yeah. style. I mean, unless no, you're I really going to out no, of left field John Right. Call. I mean, which <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. You know, you're looking at this this Indiana Fever roster and you're trying to determine what is the number one move that this team can make understanding they're handcuffed. And I my God, I mean, you know, and there's question marks with your recent draft picks and kind of what does that future hold as well? Um I have no freaking clue. I have no idea. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, no, I agree with you. I because you think about it, they they don't have a lot of move unless they like completely as my grandma used to say shmay dre like just mix everything up right and do a ton of moves to the point where you're just confused about what actually is happening i don't see a lot of moves maybe they can make one nice signing but as you pointed out how are you convincing a player to join this team i mean and and it's got to be with money if that's the case it's got to be with you know, an obscene amount of money and the way this cap space is laid out right now, that's going to be tough to formulate the rest of your roster. So I, I think that they have the ability to make one nice move, um, you know, but but they're kind of invested in these protecting veteran contracts and their youth. So you're trying to figure out what is that one nice move that you might potentially to be able to attract someone, um, you know, cast cast a fairly wide net and have some conversations and see, you know, what 
what magic trick Tamika Catchings can make luring someone there to Indiana, but it's, it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. And honestly, I'm just going to throw this out there if we're looking at players, because I'll be real. In my mind, if I'm a GM, no one's paying 155 for D-Rob. No one's paying 175 for Lavender. Tiffany Mitchell, a player with a protected contract making just shy of 150, is a player who I would look to move, right? Like, you've seen what she can do, and that's not a knock against her, but it's kind of, I don't want to say stale, but we've seen what she can do. It's not a, it's not moving the needle enough. And if moving her can free up to get yeah, somebody like a Maisha Hines Allen, like an Emma Mieseman, even if they're not going to be there every single season, I think it's something you got to seriously consider. I agree. Um, and honestly, it just frees up your life a little. Someone willing to pick up that contract. Yeah. Well, that that's why I'm saying like 150 for Tiffany Mitchell isn't horrible, right? Like, right. It's the most reasonable out of all of them. Exactly. Exactly. To move. To move. To move. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, it also happens to be the least, but that's not what the point is. Um. Any final thoughts on the Indiana Fever before we log off for today on this episode? Um. Yeah. I just. I hope that there's enough wine in my wine cooler to get through this. <laughs> it's gonna be a long off season for the Let's Fever. Go fever. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>